All right. Um, so this will kind of be a, a usual episode. I'll, I'll call this, you know, what you guys are kind of used to because I had a different format last time. So um, I want to I want to talk about New Hampshire. Um, that was okay. Let me say this. Let me say this. For Biden and Warren, here's what I think is going to happen. Warren is going to drop out before Biden. That's what I think is going to happen. I believe Warren's going to be next. Um, the only thing that's keeping Biden in is his pride. That's the only thing. Joe Biden has run... Five times, I believe. I believe this is his fifth time running for president. That's horrible. I mean, how many times do you have to be rejected to realize they don't want you? Like, I look at it this way. I look at it this way. Let's say there's this girl that I have a crush on. And... For years, I try to get at her. You know, I'll just, I'll, let's, I'll give her a name, and this is just a made-up name off the top of my head, uh, Megan, okay? Let's say I go to Megan, and let's say I met her in, let's say I met her in kindergarten, okay? Kind of right at the beginning of my educational career, okay? You're pretty young, in, you know, you're pretty young in kindergarten. Let's say I begin to have feelings for her. Um, we'll say middle school. So I'll say seventh grade. Kind of right in the middle. You know, your interest in girls is like really picking up. Like it kind of starts in the fifth grade. That's when it started for me. But say seventh grade, I just look at her one day and I'm like, wow, I, you know, she's She's really cute, and I, you know, we have a really good relationship, and I really like her. Let's say I tell her that I like her. And she says, well, I mean, that, you know, I'm very flattered, but, you know, I don't feel the same way about you. You know, it, it hurts. It hurts to be rejected, but it's like, you know what, okay, you know, life goes on. And let's say I do it again four years later. You know, I keep trying to make my pitch, okay? So now, I do it four years later in my junior, in our junior year of high school. That now puts me at like 17, 17 years old. So I say, you know, you know, uh, Megan, you know, I know I've told you this before, but uh, I still really like you. And I think, you know, we have a really great relationship. You know, we're great friends. We know a lot about each other. And again, I get rejected. And I do it again four years later, and I get the same results. And I do it again four years later. So now, instead of being 17, I'm eight years older. And I'm 25. And then I do it again. And I'm 29. You know, the point is, I keep getting rejected. I need to face the fact 
This girl doesn't like me. She doesn't see me the way I see her. Joe Biden sees himself as the guy who should be president of the United States. Everybody else doesn't see that. They say, Joe, okay, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of cool, you're kind of weird, you're kind of creepy, um, but, you know, whatever. We, we, we don't think you should be in the White House. He's run multiple times. He doesn't get it. I know his wife is sick of him. I, I, can't, I can't imagine what Jill thinks. She's probably like, here we go again. This is what he wants to do. This, he, thinks this, he thinks this is his calling in life. He thinks this is what he's supposed to do. And he thinks he can do it. Joe Biden, you can't do it. You can't do it. You need to understand. There's a phrase called read the room. Just look around you. Notice the situation. See what's going on around you. And then proceed to act. Joe Biden was President Barack Obama's vice president. And so he said, okay, you know what? We exited in 2016. You know, we finished. We did our two terms. You know, let me take a little bit of a vacation. You know, eight years is exhausting of being in the White House. Even if I'm not the main guy, being vice president is, you know, that's, that's an exhausting job. So I say, okay, you know what? Let's just do that. I come back in 2016. I say, you know what? It's my time. And I lose. It's just... It's just... Excuse me, not 2016, but 20... You know, you come back here and you say, Okay, you know what? It's, you know, time. Like, let me do this. Let me try to be president. Joe, you're not getting it. You're not reading the room correctly. And the only, as I said earlier, the only thing that's keeping him in the race is his pride. He... I mean, I don't know what it's going to take for him... I don't know what it's going to take for him to... to get it. What would it take for me... To, you know, realize that Megan does not reciprocate my feelings. When is that going to happen? When is that going to happen? I mean, it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And so, he doesn't get it. Now, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I don't have faith in her. You know, she finished... Fourth, I think she finished fourth. She finished above Biden because I think she was at like 9.8%. But I mean, you know, the shock of the, the, shock of the night was uh, Klobuchar. She is really hanging in there. And here's what I think. Here's what I think. I don't think Amy Klobuchar is going to win. But here's what I here's what I do believe. Here's what I do believe. 
if a, whichever Democrat wins, whichever Democrat wins, okay, take either Kamala Harris or Amy Klobuchar and make them your running mate. That's what I would do. That would be my... That, that would probably be the best move for the Democrats. Because if I'm looking at... If I'm just looking at the landscape... Okay, take Pete, take Pete for example. Um, Pete is not getting the black vote. He, he's just not going to get it. Not him alone. So his best move would be to take... To get Kamala Harris... To get the black vote and the women vote. Or you can try to use Cory Booker. I personally would advise Pete to not have a running mate that's taller than him because that would just be embarrassing. To, you know, visually, you know. But if I'm if I'm Pete Buttigieg, I you know, Pete's going to be an end in the end. He has greatly surprised me. Like, I didn't think he'd make it this far. Um, You know, Andrew Yang, he dropped out yesterday. We... I, I look at it this way. If I were going to vote for a Democrat, it... I would probably vote for Yang. I'm not... I'm not big on the universal basic income. I'm not I'm not big on handouts. I don't like them. He's I understand that he's trying to close the the wealth inequality. Income inequality, you know, he's trying to close that gap and I I appreciate that he's trying, but I just don't believe that universal basic income and just handing people over 18 a thousand bucks is the way to do it. So I I I knew he wasn't going to make it that far. But, you know, Pete's hanging in there. Um, I think, I believe it's going to come down between um, Sanders and Pete. It's going to be, it's going to be Pete and Bernie. That, that's who I think it's going to, you know, come down to. Um... Um, now, I'm going to go to the comment that Warren made about what, I, I don't know if you guys remember at, you know, a previous debate, like just, kind of just before the debate, Warren came out and said that Bernie Sanders, uh, said that a woman would never win. Now, we don't know if he said it. We don't know. If, we don't know if he did say it. We don't know. We were not there. Um. But I will say this. I believe. I don't believe a woman is going to win this year. I could now. I could very easily see. Well, let, let me clear this up. You guys know that I think Donald Trump is going to win, and I think he's going to win big. The Democrats have just been shooting themselves up. They've been shooting themselves, you know, in the, the feet. The ha- I mean, they're just, they're killing themselves. 
So I think Trump is going to win, and I think he's going to win big. And I'm going to be honest. Overall, these Democrats, they blow. They, like, they're, they're just bad. I mean, they're none of them can beat Donald Trump. None of them. And so, when I, when I say I could easily see a female vice president, when I say that, I mean I could see a female vice president as a running mate. I don't believe the Democrats are going to win. I don't. But Amy Klobuchar, her, you know, she is really hanging in there. She's a great moderate. And I think if I didn't vote for Yang, I might vote for Klobuchar if I were a Democrat. So that so that's that's kind of the big thing. But the big takeaway is Joe Biden and Warren are done. They're done. Joe is And I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the comment that Joe made the other day because I don't even know what to make it. A lying, dog-faced, pony soldier. Now, no one knows what that is. We know that. We, we've learned a new term. It's probably, fra- it's, currently it's phrase of the year. Um, but we, we don't, no one knows what that is. So... It's 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 just been an interesting this time has been an interesting thing to watch. But overall overall I'm not really invested in this election because I just like I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote. I will always vote as long as I am able. I will always do that. But the Democrat Democrats blow. They blow. Like like they, they're not they are not good this time around and like I I honestly believe like Demo- like and here's the thing none of the, here and here's why I say that none of these Democrats are really way out ahead that's not happening it's just it it's truly it's truly incredible it is truly incredible, and I don't know how this is. I don't know who's going to win the nomination. But it's going to be interesting. I, I can't wait for the first presidential debate. Trump is extremely entertaining to me. He's going to come up with a bunch of nicknames. You know, just maybe off the fly. You know, he already has Little Pete, Sleepy Joe, Pocahontas for Elizabeth Warren. Um, you know, it, it it's just interesting. And I said this in an earlier episode. Democrats have to stop talking about Donald Trump. Stop doing it because here's here's what you do. And and here's what the here's what the Democrats are doing. They are here's the good thing that they are doing. They're uniting. They're saying who. And Pete said it in his uh, 
somewhat victory statement last night. You know, vote for blue no matter who. That's that's pretty much what the Democrats are together on. And I think I think for the Democratic Party, in a way it's good, but in a way it's bad. Because if it's Sanders, that's saying, okay, vote socialist, just be vote for a socialist. Because anyone is better than Donald Trump. So I think that can be dangerous. But I do, it's, it's, it is a good thing that they are united. A house divided against itself can't stand. It can't. That's biblical. King Solomon said it. Jesus said it. Abraham Lincoln said it. Three incredibly great men. So, that's a good thing that Democrats are doing. So that so that that's what we have to that's what we have to look at. Um this it's just not good. This is just not good because I mean here's the thing. Here's the thing. Democrats have to come back towards the middle. Here's kind of the here's kind of the good thing. Bernie is old. Bernie, I want to say, is 78, and I'm saying that off the top of my head. I don't know exactly, but I believe he's 78, so he's old. I'm not wishing death upon him. I'm, I'm just being, real, being realistic here. He doesn't have much longer, by you know, life expectancy, you know, standards. So that's huge. So, you know, he's, he's going to... He's going to, he's going, his political career is going to end. And, um, you know, that's really it. I just, I, I just, I don't know what they're going to do. The Democrats have, if, if they want a chance for the future, they need to come back. They need to come back towards the middle. They, they, they need to become more. Moderate. They have to. Because what they're doing now and what their belief. <sighs> Democrats just are making themselves look good. Because here's the thing. I be- between Bernie and Pete, and I'm spending quite a bit of time on this. Between Bernie and Pete, I think Bernie would edge Pete out. Um that's that's just that's just my gut telling me that I haven't looked at numbers or anything like that concerning those two in my that prediction but that's just my gut talking okay you if you are saying not now I don't know if you guys remember this but in the mid 80s Bernie Bernie talked about bread lines and how they're a good thing. And the, he didn't... The way he made it... The way he kind of said that was... Okay. You know, there are some... You know, there are some countries... Where, you know... Only the only the rich eat... And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Only the rich eat... And the poor starve to death. So that's how we try to make bread lines look. Now, bread lines are better than nothing. I will say that. Because they are. Some food is better than no food. For sure. So, 
you can't... You, here's what we have to remember. Socialism is responsible for the death of millions. Democrats, if you're smart, don't vote for Sanders. You're, you would be voting for a person who praised Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro. You just... His, his ideas aren't going to happen. Okay? No one's going to... Free college for everyone is never, ever going to be a thing. And you wouldn't want it to be a thing. You you just wouldn't... Do you know how high your taxes would be? And here's And here's what people are thinking... Oh, but he's going to tax the rich. You know what the rich are going to do? They're going to lay people off. The economy is going to go is going to become more stagnant and then you hit, you know, a recession. Unemployment's going to go up because the rich are going to say, "Okay, you want it." So my money's not going to go to employees. So the government's going to take my money. Okay, well, that's less money that I'm going to give to my employees. And so, you know, I'm just going to do a bunch of layoffs. If you are a Sanders supporter, I just have you have you just sat down and thought about what he's saying. Sanders, see, here's the reason I believe Sanders has so, has a bunch of support. Sanders is just saying a handout. Here's a handout. Everyone gets a handout. And that's dangerous. I think I think ultimately that's just what people want. They want they want as much as they they want to get as much as they can, as quickly as they can get it, with as little effort as it takes to get it. That's what people want. So I'm looking at this this whole thing, and I'm I'm just saying, Democrats, don't vote for Sanders. If anything, if anything, don't you gotta stop focusing on Trump. You're saying we just need someone to beat Trump. No, that's not it. Now listen, I'm a Republican. I'm trying. You guys are shooting yourselves in the foot. I'm 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 giving out a helpful hand. I'm not even. This is free advice from a Republican who is going to vote for Trump. Don't vote for Sanders. Get behind Pete. Don't stop focusing on Trump. At worst, you only have four more years of Trump. Trump is eventually going to get out. Trump is not a dictator. He can't stay in, even if he wants to. He can't. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. So even if he wins, he gets out in 2024. Okay? Trump will never be able to be president again. So someone else will come in and say, okay, let me try. Stop focusing on Trump. So don't just vote for someone who can beat Donald Trump. Put your support behind someone who 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 holds who holds your best interests and can carry you into the future. Bernie Sanders cannot carry you into the future. He can barely carry himself into the future. He's 78. He's old. He's tired. He already had a heart attack on the campaign trail. Campaigning is unbelievably exhausting. 
I don't know how I don't know how these candidates do it. I honestly believe they're on drugs. I I I can't see any other unless you have the power unless you have the Holy Spirit and God just gives you strength and you just pray for that. The only other way I can see this is if you do drugs. That that's how I think they're making it. That's what you have to do. Put don't don't be stupid. Don't put your support behind Bernie. He's just old. He looks real. He like my mom says it all the time. She she just she's like he's just not going to make it. She doesn't think he'll finish a term. And if you look at him, if you if you were to if you were to look at Bernie Sanders, and I know you're saying, oh my God, you're just you're judging people by their looks. We all do it. It's a natural thing to do. But if you were to look at Bernie Sanders and you didn't know who he was, you would think, okay, that guy is really old. He doesn't look too healthy. His hair makes him look kind of crazy. Yeah, that that's what you would think. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. For Democrats, stop focusing on Trump. Stop talking about him. Stop saying how evil he is. He's going to get out. He only has four more years at best. Put your support behind someone who can carry you now in 2020. And if he if he or she loses, they can carry you into the future and have a shot of being in power and getting the White House. I'm done. I've, I've spent a lot of time on this, way more than I wanted to. But Democrats, I'm trying, I'm trying to help you. Seriously. I mean, it's like the Democrats are like, the party is a joke. All these disasters these past four years. You're not helping yourself by just saying anyone, anyone is better than Trump. That's not true. I'll take Trump over a socialist any day. Okay. So I want to get into this Ohio State football thing. Yes, that's good hydration. Okay. So there were two Ohio State football players who were suspended following rape and kidnapping charges. Um, I'm going to read this. This is from Fox News. Uh Two Ohio State football players were arrested Wednesday and accused in the rape and kidnapping of a woman earlier this month at their shared Ohio apartment. Uh, Jason Wynn and Amir Reap, I think that's how you pronounce it, both 21, are facing two felony counts of rape and kidnapping. Columbus police alleged that the pair forced a woman to falsely admit on video that she engaged in consensual sex after being assaulted by the two men on February 4th, which is uh, last Monday. The alleged victim, who has not been identified, moved away from Reap and told him that she no longer wished to continue and that it was and it was at this point when Went entered the room and asked if he could join. According to the affidavit, Went grabbed the woman by her neck, held her down, and raped her. Reap then allegedly 
grabbed the victim and held her down with his body while Wint forced oral sex. Following the alleged assault, police said that Reap recorded the woman who tearfully asked if she if he wanted her face on the video to which he just told her no, just say it was consensual. He could repeatedly be heard laughing at the victim on video. Reap instructed the woman to shower before driving her home, the dispatch reported. Ohio State spokesman Ben Johnson said in a statement to the Associated Press that the school is aware, in quotes, of the arrest. They have been suspended from all activities involving the football program. We will share information when available. Reap is a six foot one, one eighty five pound cornerback entering his senior season for Ohio State's top five football program, while Wint, six foot one eighty one ninety eight pound redshirt senior safety, according to court documents in the university's athletic athletics website. Wint and Reap are being held in the Franklin County Municipal Jail without bond online records indicated. Their next court appearance will be on Thursday. All right, so you guys know that I have a a history of talking about uh, rape cases on this podcast, and I I find them to be interesting, and you know, rape. I'm not necessarily going to talk about this case specifically, but just in general, and this this may be kind of repetitive, but here's the way I see it. It's not good for a society to just go off allegations. If someone... And I, I say this all the time. If someone accused you of doing something that you didn't do, the first thing you would say is, I didn't do it. Or you would say, do you have proof? Or you would say, can you prove it? Or you would call the person a liar. Or you would do, you would do one of those things or any variation of those things, those words. I have an issue when we talk about when we talk about rape and it's we have this perspective where if you defend the alleged rapist and just ask for evidence it's believed that you're a rape apologist which is just absurd no one likes rape except except people who rape The, I can't remember which woman it is, but one of the women who's accused Harvey Weinstein um, of rape. You know, it's interesting. She talked about how she didn't, um, how, you know, it was a horrible experience and stuff like that. And she said that he forced his way into her room, held her against the wall, hands above her head. Kissing her and, you know, doing doing sexual things to her. She did not report the crime. Because she said she didn't know if it was rape. 
When you have a situation like that and you hear something like that, it's like, okay, there seems to be something off with that. But the way the way we see rape in this society and the way we view it and the way we handle it really isn't, it's not the best way. Heard, heard the defender's, um, the defense attorneys for Weinstein asked her, why didn't you tell the police? And she said something like, I didn't think it was rape or I didn't really know what it was. And she, she was testifying that she was hitting, punching, and kicking Harvey Weinstein while this was happening. There is no enjoyable sex where you are punching kicking and hitting the other person those are defensive moves and when you have things like that it's like when you when you hear a defense like that it's like you got to it's like you got to be kidding me when there and she didn't go to the police right away i mean i mean it's hor- and i've said this before if a crime happens yes you may be ashamed I get it. I, I can't imagine the emotional trauma. I can't imagine it. But you have to go to the police. You have to you have to report these things. I've said it before. If someone breaks into your it, let's say someone steals your car. Let's say you go into the grocery store to get milk, eggs, and bread. You go in, you're in there. For like seven minutes, you come out, your car's gone. Let's say, let's say this happened on today, February 12th, 2020. You would not wait until April Fool's Day to go in and report it missing. You don't, you don't wait to report a crime. You go into the police station and you say, excuse me, I'd like to report a crime. They say, okay, you know, tell us what happened. You know, give us your name, uh, your address and your phone number so we can contact you. And then, you know, tell me, tell me what happened. Well, uh, my car was stolen. Oh, okay. Uh, when did this happen? Oh, this happened February 12th. They would look up at you and say, excuse me? Yeah, this happened February 12th. They would look at me and say, Mr. Green, it's April. Why are you just not reporting this? We have we we have to we have to conduct ourselves differently concerning rape. We have to when someone is accused of rape, we can't just assume they did it or that they didn't do it. We have to be neutral. We don't know. That's the hard thing about these cases. That's what and we no one likes talking about this stuff. But it's like, okay, how like how do we how do we do this how do we how do we talk about these things these crimes happen or it's just two people the alleged rapist and the alleged victim they say this person did this the other person says no i didn't or they say yeah there was sex but it was consensual 
we have two opposing stories. And the best way to go about it is just go by evidence. Go by actual evidence. I'm not one of those people who just because they they hear the, the word, they just see someone and they say, oh, this person is a rapist and it's just, right now it's just an allegation. I don't go for that. I wait. Present present some evidence. Show that show that they did it. And it, it's it's just you know it's just ridiculous how we just look and view rape and handle these cases. I don't like the idea that a victim can name her. She's able to name the alleged the alleged perpetrators but they can hide their identity that's ridiculous i believe if someone commits a crime and you name names i believe you should have to name your name i believe you should have to identify yourself cuz the thing with rape is if your name is just tied to the word rapist if it was ever believed it's like you know, the whole thing was a lie. Everything was proven to be false. It was proven that there was no way it was me that did this crime or that a crime even, or that the crime didn't even happen. Just your name being tied to the word rapist, your life is changed negatively forever. Jobs are almost impossible. Good jobs are, impo- are almost impossible to come by. It's hard to date because people now Google who they're dating. And they say, um, why is, you know, why were you accused of being a rapist? Well, it didn't happen. It was just a, just this horrible thing where she accused me and it didn't happen. It, we have, we have these, it's just, it's just not good. People's lot, people's lives. It's like, what, like, what can they do? But I believe if you, unless you protect the identity of all people involved, either you, I believe you should deal in, and I don't really like dealing in absolutes. I hate doing it, but I look at it and I, there are a few things where I am okay with dealing with absolutes. And I think here it's like, okay, either everyone remains anonymous or everyone is identified. That's that's how I think we should go about these things. But we we just the way we look at rape, we have we have to analyze it. And you have to see that it's just it's not working. The whole me too thing, you know, I thought it started good. I thought it, I really thought it didn't, you know. It, people want to see rapists put away. No one likes these people. No one supports these people. So that so that's what we have to look at. We have to come together and just say, okay, you know, what works, what doesn't, and then go from there. Me too started great, and then it here's the thing when something becomes a hashtag or a trend, it usually goes sideways. Once it became hashtag me too, it was over. Because then people can just come out and say, 
oh yeah, this happened to me, 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 this happened to me. Where are you people coming from? Who are you people? People accusing, you know, celebrities and people with, you know, powerful people. It's like, okay, who are you? This woman who's accusing Donald Trump, E. Jean Carroll, I think that's her name. She, her evidence against Donald Trump was that there was male sperm. I think, no, I think it was male semen found in the underwear. She had, this lady has no proof. It's like you just come, you just come up with these, these, these stories. They may be true, they may not be. But it's like, how can we just verify these things? We, ha- we have to have a better system. We have to have a better way of, 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 of conducting investigations. And us, the public, we need to stop just jumping to conclusions. Oh, you know, there's an alleged rapist. Oh, they did it. You, we have to, it's, and it's hard. It's hard because the thing is, no one likes rapists. So you hear the word rapist, you hear a name, you see a face. Our brains tell us, don't like that guy. Don't like that person. But that is not how we should do it. We have to say, okay, hold on. Let's see what happens. Let's see the evidence. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see the truth. Let let it be revealed. We need to hold off on judgment. Just because we hear a story, just because we see a woman crying and just saying that this happened, we can't let our emotions rule us. That's dangerous in this and that's dangerous in throughout life. Never make a decision when you're emotional. I've done it, and I, most of the times, probably 90, 85 to 90% of the time, I regret my decisions that I make when I'm emotional. Be rational, be logical, sit down, just step back, and then proceed. Never make a promise when you're happy. Never make a decision when you're angry. Just, if you are... You should be in a neutral state when you make a decision. Whatever that decision is, spending money, going somewhere, being with a person, having sex with a person, just because you're feeling horny doesn't mean you should go have sex with that individual. Just because you think she's really fine doesn't mean you should take her back to your place. Just relax and then proceed. Okay, so let's get to this Jesse Smollett thing. I told you guys that I wasn't going to let this go. This Jesse Smollett thing is, it's back on. He has now been indicted on six counts. The, the case, the case is back on. I, the, I love this. I love this. This, this, this is just, this is beautiful to me. He's not, he's not going to get away with this. And what's amazing is that he is res- he knows, he has to know, he has to know that we all know he's lying. I'm, I'm going to say this. If you still believe Jesse Smollett, or some of you may know him, Juicy Smollett, if you know him, if, if you, not if you know him, if you've heard his story and seen the evidence and you still believe him, you are not either you just... I, I, I don't know what to say about you, but I would just say that you are not a rational and logical person. That just, 
You can't, you can't, it's not possible to believe this guy. He knew his attackers. He paid his attackers. He sent, and it's been proven, he sent a fake, a fake threat to himself through the United States Postal Service, which is a crime. This, this victimhood man, I just wrote about this on, uh, you know, and I talked about, I, I talked about black victimhood, but just the, just victimhood, the victimhood mentality overall is ridiculous. This man just wanted attention and he wanted more money and he wanted pity. I'm going to say this, pity is very underrated. Time to hydrate. Yes. But victimhood is not a good thing. It's a bad mentality to have. So, anyway, the case is back on. Um, this is from Fox 32 Chicago. In a story Fox 32 knows broke first, former Empire actor Jesse Smollett was indicted Tuesday in Chicago by Special Prosecutor Dan Webb, stemming from the alleged racist and anti-gay attack on him that occurred in January of 2019. Smollett is due in court February 24th at the Criminal Court Building at 26th in California. Webb said in a statement that Smollett faces six, six felony counts of disorderly conduct, charges that stem from four separate false reports that he gave to police in which he contended he was a victim of a hate crime, knowing that he was not the victim of a hate crime. Listen, this guy, no. No. He is, listen, I remember at one time he was facing six, up to 64 years in prison, according to one report. 64 years. At, and I'm, I'm, I'm adamant about this, at the very least, at the very least, he must pay back all the money that was spent on that investigation. There was a lot of overtime put in. There was a lot of resources put in. People on the on the department were pulled off of other cases, real cases, to investigate this fake one. He should be ordered to pay back the money and apologize on national TV. Apologize to the city of. Apologize to the, the to the police. Apologize to the city, and apologize to the nation. For lying and acting like a victim when he wasn't. That should happen at the very least. Anything anything less than that is unsatisfactory. Is I should say extremely unsatisfactory. And he needs to be put in prison. If I did what he did, I would get jail time. Because he's a celebrity, they said, Chicago said, okay, we can't mess this up. We got to get it right. We need to find out who did this to Jesse. They start and immediately things be, begin to look fishy. They keep investigating, keep investigating, keep investigating. All fingers and all evidence point back to Jesse Smollett. Yes, sir. You did, you, you, you faked this. You faked this. 
and it's it's just it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. I'm I'm telling you, I don't I don't care how long this this thing goes for. He 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 needs to he needs to be punished. It's it's just it's just ridiculous. I hate I hate victimhood. I can't stand it. I used to have the mentality for years. All my problems I blamed on other people. It doesn't help anything. It just you don't progress. You don't get better when you hold on to victimhood and when you hold on to this belief that everything that's going wrong in your life is someone else's fault. Oppression, racism, um, you know, discrimination. When you just blame everyone else for your problems, bad luck. No. Ask yourself, did I do everything I can possibly do to get the best results? Did I put forth my best effort? Usually the answer is no. I'm telling you, if you just start taking responsibility for your actions, and I found this to be true in my life. When I take responsibility for my actions and my outcomes, good and bad, your life becomes a lot better. You feel better about yourself. It's ridiculous. People take credit for the good that happens to them, but they blame everyone else for the bad that happens. It's absolutely ridiculous. But Jesse Smollett needs to be brought to justice. And I don't I don't care how long this takes. He is he is not a victim. I just I I just I just I'm going to say this. If you believe if you if you believe his story, if you believe his story, reach out to me and explain to me your logic. Explain to me why his story is true. And if you convince me, I will come on the podcast and I will invite you onto the podcast, whether through phone or Skype or whatever, and I will tell you, all right, You're, you know, you, you convince me that he's correct. Just like, I'm telling, like, there's no, there's no rational person who can believe that this person did it or that that Jesse Smollett is telling the truth everything points back to him again he knew his attackers he paid his he paid his attackers he said that they were white guys <laughs> when these dudes were so dark i mean they were they were darker than me and and it's just like That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. But seriously, if you if you believe, and I'm I'm really mean. You may think it's funny, but it's not. If you actually genuinely believe he's telling the truth, based on and you look at the evidence and you still come to that conclusion, you need to take a class on being rational. You need to take a class on logic. You need to take a class on I don't even know. But you, you seriously just, you, you just are not a rational person. 
if there if there were an interview, if if there were if there were a job interview that I was having, one of the questions I would ask was, is Jesse Smollett <laughs> did he lie or is he telling the truth? Anyone who answers he's telling the truth is elimin is immediately eliminated from from the process. He's th- this person's not getting the job because I just know this person is stupid. They're just stupid. But anyway, you know that you know this was a fun episode. Um. Ah, just oh, I, I he needs to be brought to justice. It's been a year. And it's been absolutely outrageous. And what's what what makes what's even more infuriating? What's even more infuriating? I thought I was done, but I'm not. What's even more infuriating is the fact that he was, oh, he was doing his thing. He this whole process came out. It was shown. Okay, you lied, and give us our money, and you're gonna go to jail. No, just that. But no, they didn't even say give us our money back. They just said, okay, you're going to jail. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, the charges get dropped. That's what makes it so infuriating. It's that out of nowhere, Kim Fox and company come out and say, oh, you know what? Let's just sweep this under the rug and nothing happened here. We don't know what happened. I, I, I just don't, I don't understand. That's what that's what makes it so infuriating. Like the charges just, were just dropped, and it's it was disgusting. That's that's why I'm so passionate about this. If this were just a long drawn out thing, I'd be I'd be irritated, but not like this. Justice Smollett needs to be brought to justice, and ev- and everyone else that was involved in the cover up, it, it, they need to be brought to justice as well.